thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad that you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for taking the time for joining us. And we're so grateful for the Word. We know you're hungry for the Word. We're hungry for the Word. And we're going to eat good today. Amen. We've been taking the last several weeks and we've been teaching out of my book called Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. And we want you to know it's not a sad situation. It is not a sad message. It's about the victory that belongs to us really in the face of of every kind of circumstance that shows up. You know, some circumstances that show up in life are more dramatic than others. And some strike with fiery darts, but no matter, uh, no matter the intensity or the emergency of a certain situation, our victory is the same. Our victory is always more than enough in the face of every situation. So that's what we're talking about is the victory, how to be skillful with our victory in the face of emergencies of life. Amen. Amen. Throughout this broadcast at different times, I refer to um, my husband's unexpected, um, really it was not only unexpected, but it was abrupt Mm -hmm. home going. And... um, I'm so grateful for the word that when things strike with such an immediate um, approach, (laughs) you know, it doesn't just come slowly, but it's an immediate approach of something that the word is enough to anchor you. The word is enough to anchor you in the the emergency of that moment that you don't, if I could say this, go so far off course that you you lay down your faith. That doesn't need to happen. And I want you to know with the emergency of that situation that happened, um, that the word was more than enough to hold everything steady and hold everything in place as we do that word. You understand as we're a doer of that word. And so this is what we're talking about is that during those emergencies of life, we don't have to fall into the flow of the world. We don't have to take our cues of how, how did other people handle this? Well, we need to go to what's the word say about this? Amen. Amen. What the word says is what matters. And it's not just with the unexpected homegoing of a loved one that grief and sorrow may try to enter, but when anything comes in our life that ends up playing out differently than what we wish it to do, the enemy would like to use those opportunities to cause us to grieve, cause sorrow, regrets, um, depression, fear, all of these flows that try to carry us in the wrong, in the wrong direction. Um, The word is enough to hold us at those times. Amen. Amen. You can have somebody who maybe they lost their home. They lost their business. Maybe a marriage goes differently than what 
you would have wished. Well, I want you to know the word is more than enough at those yes. times. Amen. Amen. But we have to know what the word says. Right. We have to know what the word says. And it's not just enough to know what the word says. We have to make it our word. Yes. That, yes. that is the way I live. Because yes. you can know what the word says and still respond differently. Yes. So we believe the word enough to act on that word. Amen. 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 We're, we're taking what is said in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4 that says, Surely he has yeah. borne our griefs mm -hmm. and carried our sorrows. Griefs and sorrows that happen over things that went if I could say this differently than what you expect. Sure. What about grief and sorrow over what you would call time lost? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, decisions that were made that cost right. you time. Yes. Uh, choices that were made. Relationships that you go, boy, yes. I shouldn't have. Yes. Uh, don't, don't, don't live under a flow of grief and sorrow. Jesus bore all that. Why? So that you could run free. Yes. Run free from the past. Run free from wrong decisions. Amen. That uh, God knows how to accelerate things too. And he can accelerate them in such a divine way that time that you think was lost, he knows how to recover. That's right. I, no, yes, we're not getting that exact same time back. That's part of the past. But God can so uh, enable us to make the time ahead of us produce far more than what, what time ever produced for us in the past. Amen. And we can recover lost time just by accelerating some things by his divine ability. Amen. So don't let the devil dupe you into a life of regret over mistakes made or over situations and circumstances that came. The word is enough for every one of those. Amen. I want us to look again. We looked at this earlier, but I want us to look at it again because it's so important. Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. Paul is writing and he said this, for whatsoever things were written aforetime. Mm -hmm. Look at this, aforetime. Right. So before the time of your circumstance, right. things were written yes. that will answer your circumstance. Yes. So for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. Now we have to learn what's written. We can't be ignorant about what God says. We have to learn. So it was, these things were recorded and written so that we could learn and not remain in a seat of ignorance. So they were written aforetime and they were written for our learning. Look at this, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. I love the phrase comfort of the scriptures because we have to realize that the scripture will comfort you in no way in, in, in a way that no man can comfort you. Why his word will land in you and it will deal with things at the very root so that you don't think, well, I've got to go through a long process to get rid of something. No, you don't. You just take the, the, the comfort of the scripture and lay it on that need, lay it on that event, lay it on that thing that came against your life. And you can have comfort in that place instead of turmoil That's in that place. Right. Amen. Because there are relationships that have gone wrong in people's sure. lives. And many times people carry the, the, the effects of that into every single arena of their life, other, other relationships. And it's not necessary because the comfort of the scripture replaces all the hardship of that event. If you hold to the word. 
And notice this, the comfort of the scriptures. What are scriptures? Well, it's what God says. Yeah. Right. Let what God says be your greatest comfort. Yes. Yes. Don't just let the emotional, mm-hmm. uh, if I could say, well, the emotional comfort that people can give you. That, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But it won't reach the need like what God says will reach the need. That's right. Amen. Uh, notice this comfort of the scriptures. What are scriptures? Well, they're what God says, but also they're words. They're words. We have to learn to to derive our comfort from words and not just feeling, not just emotions that we say, you know something, the word is enough for me in this situation that you can, when you feel like crying, you can still lay your head on the pillow of the word. And, and rehearse and play over and hold to what God says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. That he bore my griefs and sorrows. I do not have to live under the cloud of this. Let the comfort of the scriptures be enough for you. Amen. I'm not saying that people cannot bring a measure of comfort, but it will not land in you like his words land in you. Amen. Because many times what people offer, because they offer uh, so much of the time just from a place of feeling and from a place of emotions, it can only land where it came from. So it can't land in your spirit when it only came from their emotions. The emotion, the emotional comfort that you get can only reach your emotions because that's the only place it came from. But the word of God comes from the life of God. It comes from the spirit of God. So it can land in a deeper place, a different place than what humans can offer you. Now, don't misunderstand me. The, the, The scriptures of comfort can also come through a person's mouth. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, don't just derive from others emotional comfort. Comfort for your feelings. There is a far-reaching, lasting comfort that comes from the Word. And when God's Word arrives at a place of turmoil, everything else must leave. That turmoil must leave. That, That hardship must leave. That which has if I could say this, been a raw place on the inside of you, it must receive the help of heaven when the comfort of the word shows up. So learn to to not just look for your emotions to be comforted. Don't just, not just the soul of man, but the spirit of man. Let things land in your spirit. How do you you take the comfort of the scriptures? You meditate on what he says. You speak it to yourself. You roll it around on the inside of you and you think into it and you have your conversation. If if your conversation is centered around the the circumstance, then the circumstance grows. But if if your conversation is around what God says, then the word grows. Amen. And the word fills you instead of the circumstance filling your thoughts and filling your attention, filling your minds. Amen. I love something. One of the, one of the, the, the statements that brother Copeland makes that I prize so much because it holds answers and it's such a short statement, but my goodness, it, it holds, it holds revelation. He said this, when you pray, you lay hold of things, but when you praise, you win battles. 
Right there is the answer to every battle you face. You praise your way through that battle. You praise your way to the other side of that battle. Now see, your feelings will say that's not enough. Your emotions will say that's not enough. Take the comfort of the word. Don't take, the, don't, don't take your counsel from your emotions. Don't take your counsel from your feelings. Take your, take your counsel from the word. And that's when you're going to live in the comfort that that word brings. Um, <clears throat> some may say, Pastor Nancy, I've become entrenched and overcome in my feelings, in my soul. What's your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions. And people can realize, listen, I'm entrenched in that. Well, I, I understand that. I've been there. Anybody else yeah. been there? Yes, yes. To where what you were feeling, sure. your emotions was so large. Yeah. <laughs> and there was pressure, if I could say that, with that arena. And people go, I know that I'm not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were times I'd say to God, I said, I know what your word says and I know I'm not doing it right. I know I'm not. And I need the wisdom of God, the help of God to help me locate what I need to adjust. And I, when I would go through seasons of tests and trials, I would increase my time with God. I'd increase my time in the word. I would increase praying in the spirit. I would increase confessing the word. But there were times that in doing all of that, I realized I was leaving out something in the Holy Ghost, diagnosed what I was leaving out. He said, you're leaving out the praise cure. Because I was so doing things out here. I could hold the word, read the word, confess the word, but the praise cure isn't out here. It's all from in here. And so I... In, in, in addition to the other things I did, I, if I could say this, I didn't do as much of them because I was behind in my praise. I had done so much praying in tongues, so much confessing, so much reading the word, which is all right, but I was behind in my praise. So I had to catch up on my praise. And when I caught up on my praise, things that I was struggling with started falling off. I was trying to, in effort, The effort of confession, the effort of reading, the effort of praying. I was trying to do it from, I was doing it from a soulish place. When you praise, it helps you connect to your spirit. So what you do comes from your spirit and not from the mental arena. That's why when Brother Copeland says it's so important what he says, when you pray, you lay hold of things. Absolutely, that's true. But when you praise, you win battles. Why? Because once you get your tongue connected to your heart through praise, ah, <laughs> uh, enemies run. They are overcome. So somebody may say, Pastor Nancy, I have been entrenched in depression. And some people really have lived a life of depression. That depression has colored everything of their years of their life. It colors really how they handle their relationships. It colors how they, how they function or don't function well on a job because they're living under that cloud of depression. And I'm just going to tell you that the exit road out of that is easy. It's simple. You praise your way out. Um, Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3 makes this note. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What's the spirit of heaviness? Depression? Grief? Sorrow? Mm -hmm. What about fear? All of those things that put you under a heavy flow instead of an easy flow. 
And notice what it says, the garment of praise. Not just praise, the garment. When you put on a garment, and this, this gives you the idea of an outer garment. You put on this garment, no matter what you're, you've, you've been wearing, this garment covers it. Right, right. No matter that depression has tried to dress your life, yes, yes. You put on another garment, and that garment covers up, conceals, and if I could say this, overpowers. Yes. And uh, when the word says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, notice it doesn't say prayer for the spirit of heaviness. Is it wrong to pray? No, but you can pray and pray and pray and pray, but until you put on praise, the the garment of praise is something you have to put on. Just like every day you get up and you put on the clothing for that day, for that event that you're going to, God says, don't forget to put on another garment. Put on the garment of praise. It will it will keep you from wearing the wrong thing. (laughs) Amen. 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 Listen, have you ever arrived at something you go, I wore the wrong thing today (laughs) at an event? You go, brother, this thing's tight. Brother, this thing is quenching me. (laughs) This thing is restrictive. This thing, all I'm thinking about the whole day while I'm wearing this is what I'm wearing because it is so felt. Depression can be so felt. Sorrow and grief so felt that no matter where you go, all you feel is what that that feeling is. Um, So you can put on a garment of praise because it wears easy. It wears easy. And it won't... It will not hold your attention in the wrong way. Right. Restricting, mm-hmm. limiting, yeah. binding. Right. It loosens everything. There. Listen, there <laughs> you know when you wear the right thing <laughs> and it feels good, brother. Everything can go where it needs to go. <laughs> right? It's the same thing with this garment of praise. It's not hard. It's not restrictive. It, it's not binding. It's, everything is loosely enjoyed. <laughs> Seriously. You, 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 listen, you've done it when the waist was too tight. You know it was too tight, <laughs> you know? And uh, this garment will never restrict anything. It will limit what can come on you. Amen. Because you've already put on that garment of praise. Yes. This is what I did the day my husband went home to be with the Lord. I praised and I worshiped and I praised and I worshiped. Why? Because I'm going to decide what I'm dressed in. I decide I'm going to on purpose put on the right thing that I can wear comfortably in life. And that garment of praise, you say, Pastor Nancy, for years I've lived under a sense of depression. Go ahead and put on that garment of praise. And you know what? It might not feel very natural at first. Mm -hmm. It might not feel like it's real to you. It might seem like you're saying things and it just seems to go here and fall flat right in front of you. Just keep praising. Mm -hmm. Just keep praising. The longer you praise what's going to happen, your attention's going to stop. It's going to shift from being up in the middle arena and you're going to, if I could say this, settle down into your spirit. Amen. And once you hit your spirit, Amen. 
That's the honey hole, baby. That's where all the, that's where the life of God flows out of. When people are dealing with depression, grief, sorrow over a period of time, they're entrenched in the mental arena. Because none of that flows out of your spirit. None of it. So uh, we have to, instead of connecting and putting our attention on that mental arena, all the questions, all the what ifs of life, all the why did this happen, all of these things that are of the mental arena, praise is the quickest way to connect to your spirit. Amen. And once you get connected to your spirit, that's where all the answers are. That's right. While you're praising, answers come up. Answers come up. You don't have to dig them up. They float up with praise. You don't have to figure out the answer. It floats up with the praise. Amen. Amen. Paul and Silas did it. Listen, yes. in the book of Acts, is it what, 16, Acts 16? Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul and Silas, they've been beaten, thrown in prison. They're, they're shackled to a wall. Mm-hmm. Their hands, their feet are bound. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says they prayed, then they sang praises. Yes. See, and you can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray mm-hmm. and pray yeah. and, still, and still live bound. True. But until you add that praise... See, when you're praying, you're talking about the need. You're mindful to, you're, and listen, it's right to let God know this is, this is the need I'm facing. This is what I'm believing about the need, but you're going to have to enter into his flow, which is praise. Yeah. Amen. That's where he manifests himself. So Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang praises, and that's when things started shaking, baby. Things started moving around in that place. Amen. Amen. When you praise, you win battles. If you're just going to pray and worry, you're not going to win battles. If you're just going to talk it out, tell, tell somebody and try to just talk it and talk it, every conversation is tainted with it. Um, you have to pay attention that if you're still talking about something that happened years ago, um, if it still works its way into every conversation. Listen, I've been around those settings where somebody, and not to, not to make light of what people went through, but the word's enough to deal with that. Amen. And there were times that I would say to people when I had heard and reheard and heard and reheard the same, the same scenario over and over. And I said, listen, we got to talk about something different than this. There's something better than this because this is in the past. Learn this. What's in the past. If you quit talking about it, you leave it. You leave it behind. Every time we talk about it, we bring it into the present. Every time we think about it, we bring it into the present. And uh, let the blood cleanse it away so that you don't have to try to keep pushing it in the past. Let the blood remove it. But what happens when people talk about it, they bring it back up. They bring it back up. And uh, it's better to just praise. Thank God I'm on the other side of that. That's, That's the thing to say. I'm on the other side of that. And you say, Pastor Nancy, I don't feel like I'm on the other side. Praise God, I'm on the other side of that. You say that by faith. Amen. Amen. Put on the garment of praise. And the thing is, no one else can put it on for you. Someone can't walk walk by you and put on praise for you. Your spouse can't put on praise for you. You have to, and your pastor can't put it on for you. You have to put on that praise. Amen, that garment of praise. As we do it faithfully. As we make it a lifestyle, that which we struggled about will fall off. That's how I kept 
sorrow and grief from trying to dress me is I went ahead and put on praise before anything else could try to, to, could try to cloak me. Amen. As you rejoice in the victory that Jesus has made yours, his strength will flow. That's why praise is so important because you start tapping into his ability. Yes, and you need his ability when the emergencies of life show up. God doesn't intend that you deal with these things in your ability. He intends that you use his ability, that you employ his ability. Amen. Uh, so rejoice. How many times Paul said rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He was in a prison when he said it. He was, te- think of this. A man in prison was telling people outside of prison, you need to be joyful. <laughs> now that's bad when somebody whose circumstances are darker than yours are doing better than you. Right? And that's what he he was saying. This is what I'm doing while I'm in prison. I'm rejoicing because it's keeping the prison out of me. That's how you keep difficulties out of you is you go ahead and you put on the right flow. Amen. Hallelujah. When you praise, no matter what happens, listen, praise brings power into manifestation. When you rejoice, you bring the power of God into manifestation. Amen. Well, right now, before we we go off the air today, I want to pray with those of you who say, Pastor Nancy, I've been entrenched. Listen, we're not here to point a finger. We're here to tell you we've been there. We know know what that feels like, and we know that God offers a greater flow for us, that we don't have to think that the rest of our life has to be colored by an event, no matter matter how tragic it is. That's right. So you say, Pastor Nancy, I've been entrenched in the mental arena, Mm -hmm. worried, Mm -hmm. questions, fear, depression, Well, I want you to know you can walk free today. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process today. Today. How are we going to do it? Number one, we're going to put our attention on the Word. We're going to get our attention on the right thing of what God says. And I'm going to pray for you right now. So you reach out your hands toward that screen that you're watching right now and release your faith with me. And I say, Satan, you take your hands off their minds. You take your hand off their life. You take your hand off their home. You take your hand off their family. You take your hand off their body. You take your hand off the situations of their life in Jesus' name. And I say, you be free in your mind in Jesus' name. And I say, the peace of God dominates you. And Father, we take our freedom. We praise you that we are free right now. In Jesus' name, we are the free. Amen. Well, we've been teaching and ministering to you out of the out of the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and you can order your copy today and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. God offers you His thoughts. Take them. 
This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound, Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. It will lift you from a commonplace into the supernatural. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.